you're fat. So you drink anyone. Maybe if you show a little bit of cleavage. Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss. I just don't understand why you don't have no money. I would marry you. You're a tequila lover. You're not a party. party. You're the Chargers. I'm not going to be a Welcome back to your Such a Catch. I'm Erin, your host, and today I'm taking you on a first date with me. <laughs> well, not exactly. I'm going to refresh my dating skills with you right here with me because you guys, we're almost out of quarantine, or so I'd like to think, and I don't wanna be ill-prepared when we get outside these walls. I have been succumbed to my place I am in desperate need of my hair girl, my wax girl, my nail girl, a spray tan, but you better believe the second we get set free and I have those things crossed off my list, hopefully within the first couple of dates, (laughs) I am going to be itching to go on a first date and I don't want to be rusty. Anybody else with me? Come on now. You know this is a real thing. Like human interaction. I mean, I know it's like riding a bike and we're just going to hop back on and and be fine, but I needed a little reassurance. So anyways, I thought this might be a fun exercise for us to do together, pretending we're on a first date and you're asking me some, you know, pointed questions, (laughs) trying to get to know me a little better. But before we jump into that, I want to make sure you saw my post, how to lose a girl in 10 minutes on a Zoom date. If you haven't seen it, hop on over to Instagram, Follow me at You're Such a Catch, and you can watch this 10 minute video that I filmed with my coworker, Chris. Well, I guess he's actually my ex coworker, so we used to work together. Anyways, funny story. So, Chris and I used to cover the same territory, and we would often write together like once a week. And part of writing together is obviously we go to dealer meetings, we have to, you know, show up, work, sell some things, you know, advise our dealers, consult them, if you will. And then we would go to lunch. Sometimes we would leave my car at the dealership and then I would hop in with him and we do carpool karaoke all the way to the restaurant. Mostly like me filming on Snapchat and him singing because he's got the voice and I definitely don't. But those days were very fun. But then we get to lunch and there were only a few places that we would go to. And Chris is a very healthy eater and I'm obviously always trying to be a healthy eater. But we'd go to these restaurants and... Everyone would think we're a couple. I mean, we were both like dressed similarly because, you know, we were dressed for work and we're in the same age bracket, but definitely no like touchy feely or anything. And also like we're both very single and both very much looking for, you know, the right person for us. So we came up with this like bit. I don't even know how it happened, but it would get a little awkward when we would pay for each other too, you know, because you're expensing your meal. It's it's a lunch, you know, a, a work meal or a meal during the day, the work day. So we would really emphasize the word coworker <laughs> when we were out together at lunch. So if any single people were in the restaurant, like they would recognize that my coworker and I were just, you know, on our lunch break. So I don't know, fun fact, fun story for the day. And you know, I love a good story. Yes. Yeah, so follow me at You're Such a Catch on all social media platforms. And then the next thing I need you to do for me is I need you to hop on over to whatever podcast platform you listen to me on. And I need you to drop me a rate or review. You guys, this is super helpful for me. 
I love the feedback. It keeps me going. Don't forget, you guys, right now, like, this is my charity. I do this because I love it. It is my passion project. Obviously, you've seen me on the highs and the lows during, you know, this whole pandemic. I've definitely had moments of motivation, and then I've had moments where I'm like, okay, what am I doing with my life? You know, why am I investing all my time in this? But at the end of the day, this is what I love. And I love talking to you. I love making new friends. I love learning. I love just being open and honest and real in hopes that somebody out there needs to hear what I'm saying, needs a laugh, needs like a shoulder to cry on, whatever the case may be. I've got you. I am here for you. All right, so now let's jump into this. Like I said, we're getting ready to come out on the tail end of this quarantine thing. And you know what? We got to be ready for when we're going to be meeting up with people again. And I know for me, I can be kind of awkward on a first date. I can think of tons of first dates where it almost felt like an interview where I was trying to be maybe something that I wasn't or trying to be this best polished version of myself that wasn't necessarily authentic. Can anybody else relate? (laughs) I remember being on a first date, a guy that I had stalked online. I knew his sister's names. I knew where he was from. I knew the family business. I knew everything. And when we got to that first date, I was so worried that I was going to accidentally slip and mention something about Christmas, you know, 2016, when he got blah, blah, blah for a gift from his family. And he's going to be like, how do you know that, Aaron? And I'm going to be like, well, Facebook? (laughs) I am so good. I am like a detective. If you ever need to find out anything, just let a sister know. I will hunt that down and I will find it in no time at all. But the point of this is, for some reason, when I was on a date with him, I got into this competitive spirit where everything he said, I told him I could do it better. And I don't even know where that comes from. Yes, am I a competitive person? Mm -hmm. But do I need to be showcasing that to that degree on a first date? No, especially to somebody who's probably not fully secure within himself, right? I mean, of course I want that, you know, man who's secure and doesn't care if a girl beats him at horse, you know? Yes, I'm good at basketball, okay? But... (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't need to be showboaty. I like that's not even that's like a fraction of who I am. So, anyways, I thought it might be fun to go through some prompts that, you know, the World Wide Web is suggesting that we ask each other on first dates. So, some of them are silly. Some of them, I, and mind you, I have not looked through this particular list before jumping on the mic. So you're going to hear me respond as if you were asking me on a first date, whatever comes to top of mind. I don't know if we'll do another episode like this, but holy shit, hold on to your boots. Let's go. We're doing it. Let's see what happens. Okay, so I'm going to read the question. There's 10. And I'm going to read the question just how it's written here. And then you're going to have to deal with whatever answer comes to the top of mind, okay? Again, no prep, nothing. All right. Number one. What makes you unique, Erin? (laughs) Oh, goodness. 
What makes me unique? Mm, great question. What makes me unique? Okay, so rule number one, I do that. I repeat myself. Obviously, I told you this is off the cuff. So this is me, authentic. But I think what makes me unique is my zest for life. I am a positive person. I am full of good energy. I love to laugh and I feel like my laughter is contagious. I love nothing more than a belly laugh where tears are streaming down my face, my stomach hurts, my cheeks hurt. And of course, what really makes me unique is the fact that I snort when I laugh. Mm -hmm. Fun fact. Mm, okay, number two, you guys. Oh, what are some random fun facts about you? Well, I just mentioned one. I snort when I laugh. I would say another fun fact is I consider myself to be a tomboy because I love sports. I'm very into sports statistics, um, betting on sports. I can throw a football, catch a football. One of my favorite moments of all time was at a USC tailgate when I had a red solo cup in my hand and I went out, you know, like in a little slow jog when one of the guys was getting ready to throw the ball and was able to catch the ball with the red solo cup, you know, just being held by my teeth in my mouth, didn't spill at all. And I returned that puppy for a touchdown. <laughs> I, folks, am a tomboy. But at this, in the same token, I also love being a girly girl. So, you know, you're never gonna catch me without my nails done, typically without a spray tan. However, in quarantine, that's been a little challenging. And I love, you know, fun girly things like the color pink and, you know, eyeshadow and that type of stuff. So other random fun facts about myself, mm, trying to think. I've been to India. I went to India on a study tour when I was in college. It was very interesting. I was sicker than a dog because all we could eat was curry from the hotel. And I have a very sensitive stomach. Now folks, see this is where it all goes bad. Why am I talking about my stomach issues on a first date? You just get me going and look, it like spirals downhill. Pretty soon at the end of this episode, we're all gonna know why I'm single. I'm gonna cut myself off on that one. Maybe less is more. Okay, number three. What's something you want to learn or wish you were better at? If I could answer honestly, this would not be what I would want to lead with on a first date, but right now it would be TikTok. You guys, I want to learn how to do TikTok. TikTok looks like so much fun, and all I want to do is make a TikTok of me mouthing Sonia Morgan. She is like my favorite Real Housewife of New York. And I feel like there's so many parallels there between she and I, like we are just soul sisters. She is my spirit animal. There is no other, like she is my girl. But we can't lead with that because that might make us come off as, what, immature, a lover of reality television, which I am guilty of. So, ooh, what's something you want to learn or wish you were better at? Shoot, I would say I would love to learn another language or master, you know, even Spanish. Like I took five years of Spanish. I, and I can't speak a lick of it unless I'm saying mas cerveza, por favor, or, you know, tequila. 
Other than that, I can't speak it as Spanish and I would love to. Like I feel like, you know, there are so many people out there who can just communicate and relate with one another because they know how to speak these different languages and it's just a shame that when we're born in America and English is our primary language, we just don't, you know, take that up and learn about other cultures. So yeah, I mean, that is something I would love to do. Okay, number four, would you rather? Okay, so it gives a couple options here. So it says, would you rather go to the beach or to the mountains? That's easy, beach for sure. That's why I live by the beach. And that's why I live within walking distance of the beach. I love the beach. I love the sun. I love the beach. I love the water. I love what happens on the beach. And what I'm talking about there is just like a relaxing afternoon laying on my beach towel with the smell of sunscreen or whatever tanning oil people are using, you know, maybe a little music on your phone and then like reading a good book, eating a good bocado sandwich and chips and like praying that you're not going to have to pee out that rosé that you just had because you don't want to go in the water. But again, TMI overshare over here. So maybe cut off the end, like maybe don't be that overshare on a first date. I don't know, you guys. See, this is why I'm bad at this, <laughs> okay? <laughs> this is why we need to do this. This is a good therapy session for me, all right? Would you rather drink nothing but coffee or soda for the rest of your life? Easy, coffee it is, 100%. I quit drinking soda after having Sherry Kwai on the podcast. Sherry talked about, you know, getting cancer from aspartame. So that whole soda thing is out the window. But coffee, ugh, I am an excessive coffee drinker. It probably sounds like I had about 18 cups today because I'm like, boom, boom, boom. But here's the deal. I probably have about six cups of coffee a day. And especially now that I'm intermittent fasting and I freaking love it. It's my favorite time of the day when I just like wake up, go to that coffee machine, you know, put that K cup into the Keurig and hit go. And I'm using a little bit of almond creamer right now, which is bomb. And I don't know why just that moment with my cup of coffee before like life gets crazy is the best moment of the day. <laughs> and then I do my gratitudes. Okay, last prompt of would you rather. Would you rather get stuck on a roller coaster or get horribly lost in a huge theme park? Ooh, for sure get lost in a huge theme park. I am a little bit scared of heights. So getting stuck on a roller coaster would definitely terrify me. I feel like when I was younger, I was more of a daredevil. I mean, I'll still go on roller coasters to this day, but I'm a little bit more apprehensive. I'm probably definitely sweating more when I get there. And I don't know, like, I just don't have that. Yeah, I have fear now. There's fear. I don't know where it came from but I would definitely want to get lost in a huge theme park, assuming it's not like, not Scary Farm or, you know, Hollywood Horror Nights. Yeah. But see, you guys, again, now I mentioned my sweating problem. And again, this is all off the cuff. So we're in this together. I'm just, you know, riffing with you off the top of my head. 
and I have now disclosed stomach issues, sweating problems, and ugh, what else? Oh my goodness, my white claw brain, I can't even remember. The next one I'm really going to suck at, it's no any good jokes. I do not. I know no jokes. I love a good joke. If you have a joke, tell it to me because I love to laugh. But if I'm asked to give a joke on the spot, mm, epic fail. I, I won't make it. I got nothing. I got nothing, folks. I got nothing. Number six, what's something that bugs you? Ooh, okay. Are we talking like bugs me in a relationship, bugs me in general? So many things come to mind, but let's see. A pet peeve. Wow. I don't know. Am I not bugged by anything? Shit has to get on my nerves, right? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, grammar probably is is a pet peeve of mine. Like if I get a text from a guy or I read a profile and his grammar is poor, then I'm out. I don't like it. Yeah, that's probably it. Bad grammar, mm -mm. bad grammar, bad manners, you know, just typical like everyday stuff that shouldn't even like set a bar. But like sadly in this era that we're living in, it does like set a standard. That's it. That, that's it, folks. That's all, folks. Okay, number seven. What's the most embarrassing thing you can remember that's happened to you? Oh, you guys, I don't embarrass very easy. <laughs> but there's been a lot of embarrassing times. One thing that, okay, one memory kind of sticks out. So I studied abroad when I was in college, right? I mentioned I went to India. I actually studied abroad in London and I went to a fashion school. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to pursue fashion merchandising and I had the opportunity to go over to Europe on a fashion like study tour for six months until my father said, get home because you're spending too much money, which I will say there's so much fun shopping there. And when I used to enjoy shopping, I was all about it. So if you can imagine, I show up to my first day of class and it's it's like an art class. And we are supposed to draw these models that are, you know, standing on top of a table and they're dressed in high fashion. And we're supposed to just start sketching them freehand. And so I try to do this and I'm kind of like looking at my neighbors and I know I just did an episode on comparison, but back then I didn't know any better, right? So I'm looking at my neighbors and I'm going, okay, my drawing doesn't look anything like their drawing. So I remember after class, class kind of thinking like, oh, I'm a little bit in over my head. So I go to the counselor's office and I let the counselor know. And I'm like, is there any way I can get into a more elementary class? And they're like, of course. So they swap me into this other class and I show up the next day to go to it. And now it's like looking at your hand and sketching your hand, you know, with like charcoal and, you know, trying to get like all the lines right. Well, that was a little bit too easy for me. I feel like this is like, you know, one of those childhood fables. What is it? The porridge was too hot and too cold, but Anyways, so, and you guys look, like I'm totally rambling again, so hello, red flag. <laughs> this guy at this time on this date is probably like, check. But 
I'm gonna continue my story because you're listening to me and you like it. So anyway, so I get swapped into this next class, right? So now I am reporting to to class. I've hiked my way there. It's not like we were on a campus. We would go to different buildings throughout the like little city center. And so I, I go, I find this building, I walk inside and mind you, when you're in London, you're super bundled up, right? And you're wearing like, you know, maybe 10 layers because it's so cold out. But once you get inside, you know, and me, I've already mentioned I have a sweating problem. So I've got to de-layer. I've got to take off certain pieces. So I walk inside and to my bewilderment is a naked woman. Now, I know nobody. I'm a little bit late. I see the professor. We lock eyes. I set my stuff down in the open space. And obviously everybody is drawing said naked woman who is like full 70s bush with a heater blowing on her because again it's cold you guys I didn't know what to do I was embarrassed hence what's the most embarrassing thing you can remember that's happened to you so I decide I'm going to go to the bathroom so before anybody can say a word to me before my professor can even you know introduce himself I go to the bathroom and when I go into the bathroom I kind of like collect myself I start to kind of like take off a couple layers because now I'm sweating profusely I know nobody and I'm like okay you can do this you're gonna go out there you can draw this woman it's gonna be great it's gonna be fine you know whatever if you have to show up in your counselor's office again tomorrow like it is what it is I go to walk out that door you guys and the doorknob breaks off. I kid you not, like it breaks off the door. I am now locked in the bathroom and now it feels like the heater is on in the bathroom, like so hot, like beads of sweat are dripping down my boobs, like dripping down my forehead. Again, TMI, I know maybe this is just me and like it just comes with the territory, but this is happening to me, this is a real thing. So in that moment, I decide that I'm going to prop open the window and this is a window that opens top to bottom. So I am like pushing this window up. I believe I'm on, I don't know, the second or third floor and I make a decision that I'm gonna hop out the window and jump onto the fire escape and like that is going to be how I survive and don't sweat to death in this bathroom and like then I go back up, collect my things or start drawing a naked body. I have got the window up and I have got like a foot propped up on there and I am getting ready to hoist myself up and, and do this and like literally like contemplating jumping and thank God the professor comes to the door and knocks and says, are you okay? <laughs> And you guys, the rest is history. Thank God he went and got a screwdriver and got me out. But honestly, that was the most embarrassing thing that could have happened that I remember. So I'm sure there's many more and I'm not afraid to share them, but that's the one that sticks out most in my mind. Okay, number eight. What's your favorite place on earth? Oh, you guys, this is so easy. This is so easy. Mm, my favorite place on earth is tailgating before a Chargers game. And I don't care where I am. I don't care if I'm here locally in LA, if I was in San Diego, when I went to go watch the Chargers in London or Mexico City or even Foxborough, as much as I hate the Pats. Sorry, any Pats fans who listen. I mean, it's fine if you wanna just stop listening. Okay, look again, you guys, I'm on a first date. I am now discrediting anybody who's a Pats fan. 
<laughs> I'm learning so much about myself right now. OMG, Becky. But no, here's the deal. Like I thrive in a tailgating setting. I am good at cornhole. Oh, now I, the competitive nature in me is coming back out. All of my like inner demons are just, they're all showing. Yeah. I shine in a tailgating setting. I like some beer pong. I like to dance. I like to play cornhole. I like to catch the football, as I mentioned. And I love a cocktail, especially on a hot day. And then my next favorite place to be would be inside the stadium, like watching my team play, just like in the moment, feeling like that energy and that anticipation and hopefully no letdown, but I'm used to it by now. It's just like getting a broken heart. I mean, you know, whatever it happens, but you guys, that's my passion. That's my favorite place on earth. I don't know. I, I, there's nothing that compares. And if you haven't been to an NFL game live, what are you waiting for? I mean, well, now you're waiting to see if we even have a season, but if we have a season, do it, go. You won't be disappointed. Uh, number nine, who are the special people in your life? You guys, so on a first date, what I would do is obviously talk about my family. And I think this is natural. And I think it does come up. Like I know even in my friendship circles, people who are close with their parents or with their siblings will talk about them all the time. And I'm kind of that person. So my parents are huge role models to me, right? They've been married over 40 years. They still love each other. You know, they are just, they, they are soulmates. They were meant to be together. So yeah, I mean, I would talk about my mom and dad and, you know, my upbringing with them and seeing what a healthy relationship looks like. I would probably talk about my grandma who's 95 and still living. You know, her and my grandpa were married over 70 years. And my grandma is just such a bright spot in my life. I mean, she is just such an example of a strong, powerful woman. And she's beautiful. And she just, I mean, she's just thriving at 95. I mean, the woman knows Instagram. She knows Facebook. She still drives. She still gets dressed every day beautifully. Full makeup. You know, her hair's all cute. Her outfit fits on and pressed and, you know, accessorized perfectly to a T. Like, I don't know what, you know, how I missed the boat there, but, you know, grandma's got it going on. So definitely I would talk about them. And then of course I would talk about my brother who is also a role model in my life. I'm super close with my brother you know, we live so close to each other, which is a huge blessing. Even though he's a younger brother by age, he's actually like an older brother to me. And he's just super, you know, business savvy. He's such a go-getter, motivated, driven, like, you know, with his health and the priorities made for himself. You know, he is just salt of the earth people. So I would talk about the fam for sure, for sure on a first date. I wouldn't want to scare anyone away if I talked about my gay husband. Ha. <laughs> but you know, he's important to me too. Ooh, what's something you're proud of? Oh, you guys, there's so many things I'm proud of, but probably one of the things I'm most proud of is well, I earned 40 under 40 for automotive news. So you've probably heard of like 40 under 40 in other, you know, industries or niches, but 
When I was 32, I earned 40 under 40 in automotive news, and it was pretty cool. I received, you know, a write-up in their publication and was invited to go to the biggest automobile convention of the year and get recognized there. I also back then did a interview. It wasn't a podcast. It was kind of like a phone interview, which they used to educate other business development centers in the automotive space, which was pretty cool to have, you know, like something that I created kind of from the ground up, like the, you know, verbiage and the word tracks and, you know, just the process essentially for them to go, oh, we deem this valuable. We want to use it and share it. And so that was pretty awesome. And I'm trying to think like, Another thing, although it might be getting to be too much on a first date, would be to share that I'm proud of myself for, you know, overcoming divorce and hardship in that relationship and opening myself up for new opportunities and, you know, giving myself a second chance at love. You might you might have to wait a long time. That's it, you guys. We did the top 10 questions that you know, are suggested by the trusted World Wide Web when it comes to dating. But I don't know, you guys, I am out of practice. Like, I can just tell you already, if I am on a first date, it is going to flop. I have got to get back on my A game. And I don't know how we do that. I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to roll with my stomach issues, my sweat, my competitive nature, my tomboy-esque, you know, characteristics, whether they're flaws or not. That's what makes me me. And one day some man is going to come and scoop me up and be like, this is what I've been looking for. (laughs) And if that doesn't happen, well, shit, we'll look back on this podcast episode and think, "Mm mm-hmm. This is why. This is why she's single. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning into your Such a Catch. I hope you had fun today. Tried to mix it up a little. Do it off the cuff. Just bring some good energy to you. I hope you're hanging in there. And you guys, I think there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Anyways, stay safe. Be well. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.